back to the Pretty Powerful Podcast. Today, um, we are interviewing Tiffany Nicole of Tiffany Nicole Beauty. She is a brow and lash artist in the DMV area. Of course, my name is Faith, your host. We're so excited today. Um, Lashing is all the rave. I'm in the business, Tiffany's in the business. And so a lot of ladies, especially during this time, we're thinking about what's next. Right. You know, do we want to start a new business? Do we want to be a lash artist, a solopreneur artist? Do we want to hire other artists to work for us? So today, Tiffany's joining us to just explore this area and understand a little bit more about lashing and and, um, what's up the road for you should you decide to be a lash artist. Um, so Tiffany, let's start off with our first question. What were you most fearful of in starting your journey? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for asking me to be on your show, Flatter. And I cannot wait to, you know, to get into all these questions. But what I was most fearful of when, so when I started out, I'd actually went to college and while I was in college, I was working at a spa. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned about aesthetics just as a career, like be, like how you can just be an esthetician and you don't have to do hair or nails or, you know, other things in the beauty industry and how you can really have that focus. So um, I really fell in love with it. So when I graduated college, I had a, a hard time finding a job. I graduated um, kind of during a bad time with the economy and stuff. And I went to aesthetic school and I just remember being really fearful of what this sounds silly to me now, but like what people would think of my decision because I had, you know, invested four years in like formal education. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my, right, right, right. my parents thought I was, I, I have a, a degree in global affairs in Spanish, mm-hmm. actually. And I studied abroad and I had all of these um, aspirations to, I didn't know quite exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to okay. maybe work for like the CIA or the FBI. And I'm really intrigued with like, a lot of the work that they do um, mm-hmm. at those agencies. So, you know, that's what I would talk about and that's what I was going to school for. And then all of a sudden beauty just, I mean, I always liked beauty, just, you know, me, I'm like typical girly girl growing up. It was always like a, a thing for me. Right. But I, my family just never, I think really considered it. They, they just had other plans in mind and then they never really considered it like a, a real job, quote unquote, which um, it definitely is. But it's, just, it's, it's just different, right. you know, it's just not, uh, tip, you know, yeah. it's, it's different. So I was afraid of other people's opinions about my decision mm-hmm. to become mm-hmm. a lash artist and own a lash business. And then, of course, um, there was a, a small fear of failure, but it's not not as big as what other people would think of, of my choice, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's what drives a lot of our decisions is what will people think of me right. um, as opposed to my own personal happiness. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, people ask me all the time, like, you're not practicing law. Um, you yeah. you're in school and you have this law degree and all of this and that. And it's I do practice, but it's not my primary. I'm a small business owner, entrepreneur. Right. And, um, you know, I think at the core of it, we have to decide what's going to make us happy. Absolutely. And, th- and the thing is, too, like with education, no one can take it from you. So once you have it, you are util- you're a more educated person because you went to law mm-hmm. school or maybe college. And that's a great thing. And you never know. Life is, you know, 
we have our lives. Life is long. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can do whatever you want whenever you want. So it's nice to have exactly. Exactly. That's what I told them. My lottery is not going away. It'll always be there exactly. if we need to if we need to pull it out of the back pocket. <laughs> okay. So you you made the leap. You decided I'm gonna start my own um sole proprietor I'm going to work for myself and I'm going to start lashing so tell us about your journey um, as it relates to your training sure did you work did you take a training class did you teach yourself yeah um so my my journey has been kind of long because um like I said I learned well I learned about lashes in study school and then after that um I got trained by a woman in New York City I can't even remember her name now but um it was like, you know, like a very short <laughs> training. Um, a one day or two Barely, one, probably like two hours. <laughs> oh, wow. That. Okay. But um, <laughs> I just remember being, you know, I didn't know anything. And then also I started seven years ago in 2012. So things were a lot different. Um, mm. But I just remember really having, having my heart set on training with extreme lashes because from everything I had heard, especially in my area, and I'm in the, the D.C. area, um, they're they a very popular training company and they, they still are. Um, but at the time I couldn't afford that. So I was like, okay, you know what? I, I kind of want to get my feet wet. I want to see if I like it anyway. And if it's something I could even commit to, let me do right. training. So I did do that. And, um, you know, my brave cousin was my model and, uh, you know, had, it, it was, it, it wasn't it's always, bad. right. It wasn't the best. Um, but it's, it, I was still interested. And when I walked away, I was like, okay, I'm going to practice with what I know and what I was, you know, what I was taught and I'm just going to keep moving forward. So about, um, maybe four months later, my, um, he was my fiance then, now he's my husband. He gifted me a extreme lashes training for Christmas that year. Oh, yeah, it was, awesome. it was, I was awesome. so excited. I, I, to this day, I remember like <laughs> going, just being like waking up early, being so excited because <laughs> I was, I really had my heart set on, I, I think what really appealed to me about this business was the fact that you can become self, you know, uh, an entrepreneur as well as an right. artist. And it just right. checked so many boxes for me of what I was looking for. Um, so I, I started with, you know, that was my foundation, uh, classic lashing with extreme. And then it took me a whole three years before I, um, trained in volume lashing, but that's also when volume lashing was, I feel like, like just becoming popular um yeah for in the sure. states so like yeah like around 2000 i think i learned about volume in 2014 like and then i trained mm-hmm. with eye design in new york city okay. yeah with nadia fanaseva she's a great trainer i did a, a volume training with her but i still um needed more training after that because you know sometimes you'll pay mm-hmm. for a training and um it yeah it just yeah kind of scratching the surface right. practice you gotta lash Absolutely. actually execute on people yeah right and also I think um when it comes to fanning and learning how to do volume lashes and learning how to make a fan there's so many different ways and sometimes one training that you could pay for will only teach you one way or they might teach you two ways yeah. and then they might teach you on one kind of tweezer and you're still looking for um more information than and to you know to keep bettering yourself so that was in 2016 last last year yes last march i hosted um revelations class so that was more of an like a volume master class and okay really great training this is your own class and that was your first time oh no it was um so revelation is the um 
perfect. She's a trainer, um, training company that kind of specializes in volume mastery and um, mm-hmm. particularly like perfect line look and stuff like that. Okay. So, and so you learned her techniques mm-hmm. and then and then you were able to teach. No, I just learned. Okay. I just hosted in terms of hosting her here in the D.C. area. So we rented a space and she was the trainer. I don't teach her technique, but um, I was, oh. the, you know, I put together, I helped her uh, have her D.C. class. Um, oh wow yeah okay so that so she partners with an artist in that area yes Um, yes so so what what was your role in the partnership basically you know securing a location promoting um to get Mm. signups for the class and then just making sure that everything kind of went smoothly from like a logistical standpoint um yeah because since she's not you know from dc and she's going from city to city hosting her you know doing her classes having that local person there to take care of everything from booking a room and lunch and you know making sure everyone who's traveling from out of town is kind of on the same page and informed um it was it was was fun what was the turnout how many students did you all have we had nine i want to say including myself yeah we had nine people yeah but that was that was great because I think as you get more experience too with lashing um because every training is going to be different right but as if you keep going and you keep pushing yourself, it's easier to learn if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. when you're starting out, it's just, it's so new and it, there's no, uh, the industry is still new. So, you know, and you're, you're just really trying to, I think a lot of people um, that I've met, they have to decide to like, is this even for me? Cause I do think that there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a, I don't want to say natural talent, but just working with your hands, the hand-eye coordination, just deciding if it's a good fit. So how? Yeah. So so let's put a pin in that when you say deciding if it's for me, because we host a lot of trainings, and you know we do a two-day training. We've had one day. We've had a um, a residency where artists have come and trained with us for 60, 70 hours. That's cool. yeah. So. Yeah, we offer a lot of different options depending on your level of investment or prior experience and everything like that. So my question for you is, at what point would you advise a new artist that this is for you or it isn't? Like when people leave our classes, I always tell them, you know, lash X amount of live people before you give up on it or before you decide you're not good at it. What would you say as your advice? Gosh, that that's such a great question. Um, because I I when, even when I do trainings with my own students, you can see the frustration like initially because I, I think yeah. what people what mm-hmm. most people think is, oh, this will be easy. It's just lashes. Um, and I even hear right. people say that, and it's it's a little frustrating, you know. And I'm like, okay, it's not gonna be that easy, <laughs> you know, because I it's it's that's not a good mindset to be in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it will be self defeating if you think th- that way. But I, I yeah. think um, what people should do is they should lash and not charge people. And if you find yourself still motivated and still wanting to be better than you were the day before, then I think mm-hmm. it's for you. And I really do think any people can do whatever they put their mind to, whether you consider yourself an artistic person or someone who's talented with your hand. You know, there's there are going to be people who are just naturally more like, artsy or you know whatever uh skill or uh thing you think you need to have in order to be a good lash artist um it no one will be good if you don't put the work in right so yeah i think if you do models 
do different types of eye shades, do people who are willing to be patient and, you know, lay there and, and have you work on them. And if you, you can do it and not be so concerned with how much money it's going to bring in for you, mm-hmm. and you're more concerned yes. with perfecting the craft, then I think it's yes. for you. And I think you should keep going and, and um, keep learning because I have found that the way I've learned is like in layers. Like I couldn't, like if I sat down and tried to learn classic and volume and mega volume and all the ways to fan and and all the different ways that you can style lashes, it would be too overwhelming. Like I had to have that very basic, even the first training, which wasn't, um, you know, the, the best, like I still had to have mm-hmm. that in order to understand like that there's levels to, to this. And um, yeah, it helped yeah, me. For sure. Yeah. It helped me understand like, okay, I reason why I didn't learn that in the first class is because I had to learn this first or whatever. But yeah, I would, I would definitely say, right. Yeah, Give yourself time. Exactly. Yeah. I would definitely say just do it initially. And if you still feel motivated the next day when you wake up to do a better set and a better set and a better set and to be even more clean with your work or whatever, then I think it's for you. Yeah. I think what I'm kind of hearing you saying is start off with lashing really as a hobby. You could. I know um, I didn't. You know, but, as yeah, in said. you're not like counting your money, what you think you're going to make. Start off with it as a hobby, as in like you're looking to perfect the craft, perfect the art. And then from there, start to think about like how this could could be a business. I think that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah, because there's a lot of girls who... putting so much pressure on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's just a lot, especially because lashes is so popular now. Like when I started if you were paying, especially even like the, the prices of trainings um, were a lot higher when I started. Like, mm-hmm. so if you were doing it, you probably were already very committed simply because you were paying so much to get trained. But right. now because it's more widespread and a lot more people are doing it and they, a lot more people are training or whatever. Um, a lot of people, I think, want to do it as a side hustle. And I hear that word a lot. Like, oh, it's my side hustle, yeah. my side business. And that's fine. I don't criticize that. I mean, it, uh, that that's totally fine but your mindset should be one in which um you at least want to do it well because that's what will help you have longevity in the industry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely I totally agree you want to be able to do it well because that's where you're going to see the results as it as opposed to like I'm just trying to make money yeah. um and uh and the money will come you know the money Certainly. will come we hear that all the time like passion first like develop a craft be good at something and I tell the ladies when they leave our lash trainings lash 10 people before you throw before you give up before your kit starts to get dusty before you put it down lash 10 people before you say you know it's for me or it's not for me right that's good advice yeah Yeah. okay so um and then to finish the I feel like I'm so long-winded I'm sorry but I also trained with Raven Artistry and um, her her class was fabulous. It was a styling class called Face Studies. So that those are the four mm-hmm. trainings I did. Face Studies. So what Face Studies, if you want to explain that to our listeners. Sure. Yeah, so it's a really great uh, class that's all about styling. So, you know, typically there's like, usually people are training either like based off a of technique. So classic or volume or mega mm-hmm. volume. Her class, right. uh, her class Face Studies is um, all about styling and 
it really helped me because I think that's one of the areas of training that's kind of ignored, especially in the beginning, because in the beginning, it's all about like, okay, can you just get the lashes on there safely, <laughs> you know, like, and not, not damage people, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it, it, a lot of it's focused like on safety and application and, you know, understanding the retention, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But then as you progress, you, and then also as your clientele becomes, um, more comfortable with you and they, they ask you for different things they might want a different look and they want to switch it up and they you know they want to do different things so it helps to have that theory knowledge of styling and what to do for different eye shapes and then also for people's face so that was an excellent class um trina is very sweet yeah I, I agree with that oh i agree with that completely because you with lashing it's so specific to that person's almond eye yes. shape you know who should or shouldn't have a cat eye and then like you just said going into their whole the shape of their whole face as well um and um there is a lot to lashing which in turn is why the business uh why there's so much money to be made in it as well because it's such a specialty it's such a niche um skill and once you can develop a really really um detailed or intentional skill set as opposed to like hey I do the same thing on everybody um then then there's definitely some money to be made and that's what our followers want to hear right they're striking out on this career to be a last artist and they want to make money and I tell them all the time it's closer than you think um you know you don't but you just got to put that work in initially up front. Absolutely. Alrighty. So I think we covered the support that you've had and starting your own business. Your fiance now husband definitely supported you. Um, why did you choose lashing over other aspects of the beauty industry? That's a great question too. Um, I, for me, Lashing has this really great balance between artistry and like technicality that I like. And when mm-hmm. I went to aesthetic school, um, you know, when you're, they're going to present, kind of like expose you to all facets of like aesthetics, which, you know, makeup and then the skincare side and the waxing side. Mm-hmm. And I actually worked in, I, I would have like um, part-time jobs in different things. I've worked at like brow you know, uh, studios or brow counters, um, makeup counters, like uh, different department stores and all that stuff. And I never was really that great with color, but I liked mm. the and, um, okay. skincare was nice. But with skincare, you need a lot of equipment sometimes to do a lot of the higher end facials and then need like the skincare products. And I was looking for something that was uh, to focus on that was low overhead, simple, yeah. in demand, lucrative, artistic, but not where, um, but not makeup. And it just checked all those boxes for me. So the more and more I learned about other women who were doing just lashes and, you know, some of them were doing it from home. Some of them were renting small, um, you know, spaces and salons or whatever doing Mm -hmm. it. I became Mm -hmm. really interested because what I also like about lashing, um, and I think we might have mentioned this in the beginning, is just the fact that you're able to be an entrepreneur, you know, if you work for yourself. Yeah. You don't necessarily need um, to work in a spa or or with a 
a big brand. It checked a lot of boxes for me. And the more I did it, the more satisfying it was, even from a, um, just a a work style perspective. Like I, I'm an introvert. I love working by myself. I like people. I'm very friendly. Um, love to talk to people. But in terms of just, uh, you know, what I like to do day in and day out, I really don't like to multitask. I like focusing and honing in on details mm-hmm. and lashing. The more I learned about myself and noticed those things about myself, little light bulbs would go off and I'd be like, oh, wow, you know, no wonder I like this so yeah, much. For because, sure. You know, for I don't sure. like a thousand emails being sent to me, you know, every hour yeah. and having to look at a computer screen and having to you know, yeah. it's very therapeutic. It is. It's quiet. It is. Yeah. yeah. Sure. For sure. So sure. it should check all those boxes. Uh, good, good, good. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say like the lash business as opposed to like a beauty salon for hair. It can be louder, yes. more busy, traffic. Whereas the, 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 um, even with our business, we have multiple beds going at one time, but it's still quiet, right. still serene, clients are sleeping. So it's a very peaceful, calm environment, which I enjoy as well. Yes. Um, so you chose lashing. Um, so we have a lot of followers, as you mentioned before, that are looking for like a side hustle or they're looking to be an entrepreneur um, because they're moms, right? Yes. And they need the, the the flexibility. So what would you say, um, how has becoming a full-time self-employed lash artist impacted your life as a mom? It's had such a positive impact. Um, it's allowed me to be present. And, you know, just having that, mm-hmm. being able to take appointments when I want and, and also just the, because lashes are a luxury, you don't have to work 40 hours a week. Um, actually, I know very mm-hmm. few lash artists who work 40 hours a week, you know. Um, so right. just giving me my time, and that's the most valuable thing we have as people. You know, we're not going to be here forever. Uh, time moves very quickly. Mm-hmm. And when you have kids, you mm-hmm. see that as you watch them grow, you're like, Wow. <laughs> You know, just time waits for no one. So mm-hmm. allowing me to just have my time. And um, when I had my daughter, it, I found that I was pregnant with my daughter, I would say a, probably a year into lashing. Um, mm-hmm. And I still didn't actually have um, the location where I was at was kind of in the like a very small suburb uh, south of Washington, D.C., lashing was not that popular I was probably it was probably me and one other person who was lashing and she wasn't even in that exact town she was a few miles Mm. away this was the what 13 2000 like 13 2013 14 yeah beginning of 2014 it's still very new out here and when people when you said lashes it's like people thought of clusters at the nail salon yeah so it it was difficult um but I I stuck with it and it really once I realized well, once I taught business and realized what I was, what I needed to do to market myself, then things mm-hmm. picked up. But just kind of, I know in other markets, I would get so jealous. I'd be like, gosh, you know, girls in Vegas or 
even California, anywhere in California, they're just killing it because. Oh yeah, California. <laughs> it's very commonplace, yeah. but you know, in in Virginia, yeah. and at the time I was actually in Central Virginia. I wasn't even. Now I'm a little bit closer to DC, so it's a little different. But you know, it, it was it was difficult. But you know, I guess getting back to your question, um, lashing has really helped me. Uh, it allowed me to work just in such a flexible way the whole time I was pregnant through both of my pregnancies. And when my kids were little, and even now, I I stay at home for the most part with my, I don't, you know, this is the only job that I have, and I am able to spend a lot of time with my family, all because of lashing, mm-hmm. so it has been very good to me. So even, wow. I guess, the reason why I brought up the, the whole uh, point about my location is, for girls who feel like they are, you know, like, oh, I live in the country, and no one's getting lashes here, or... Or mm-hmm. on the other end of that, I live mm-hmm. in a city and it's oversaturated. Um, commit yourself. My advice would be to commit yourself to learning just as much about marketing as you are learning about lashing. So that way yes. you can grow in, in general and that you're not just growing on one end and not the other. Because you can be a great lash artist, but if any if no one knows about you, or if you're too afraid to put, you know, stick your neck out there and get some exposure or to spend some money on Facebook ads or, you know, whatever it might take or to actually put yourself out there on mm-hmm. social media, well, then you're not going to be busy. <laughs> and um, right, yeah. exactly. You got to understand. So so then in the t- on the topic of marketing, mm-hmm. since we're there, what would you say if you had to pick mm-hmm. one, one form of marketing, would it be? And you could, and you had to forego all other social media or word of word mouth. of mouth, hands down. Yeah, okay. word of mouth because, for, and this has just been my experience. Um, social media, so followers, that, that's like a vanity metric, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. Like you can have ten thousand followers mm. and not have. Yeah, they may not be exactly that influence, like to 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 generate a transaction. But then also, (laughs) um, for me, my clientele, and I didn't intentionally build it this way, but um, I mainly have professional women who are definitely like over the age of forty or forty-five. They're really not on social media looking for a lash artist and I know that sounds crazy because probably for most people that's where they get the bulk of their um you know their Mm -hmm. customers but that's probably because their customers might be younger you know like the average age of a Instagram user is definitely well under uh 50 but yeah mm -hmm, but for me more like in the 30s early yeah even so um for me, I always wanted to position myself as um, I don't I don't really like to use the word higher end, but you know, just a, an option. Where I, I never wanted to have very low prices or try to do the whole like undercutting, you know, like trying to like the race to the bottom. Like I I knew my worth from the beginning, and I had a certain kind mm-hmm. of business that that I wanted and a certain kind of reputation, and I didn't um, stray from that. I held firm. So the women that yeah. I was attracting were women who could afford my price point and um, who mm-hmm. were just, you know, professional and working. And so 
for sure word of mouth consistent yes consistent and then also the style (laughs) of lashing that I do is mostly a natural look but I think that's a reflection of what my clients want um you know when you have especially in this area a lot of government workers a lot of attorneys women who might be in the medical Mm -hmm. field or in the military you actually can't have really you know like a mega volume look on some people yeah they might be frowned upon it would be a conversation right so while I like (laughs) to do I I definitely um that was part of the reason why I did more of my trainings was just to know you know how to do mega volume and how to do these things I really don't do that that much on my clients so um but yeah word Mm -hmm. of mouth is is best for my um in finding my ideal client yeah, so uh, I'm going to have to completely agree with you for word of mouth. Now, it's interesting because I think it's twofold. Right. As a business, um, he's generated a lot of uh, business from right. Instagram, right? Like we've had clients to come in, but, and, and as you probably know as well, when you're building a business, when you're building clientele, it's not about that one business. Right. So, we may get you in the door because you saw our ad on social or you hashed, you did a hashtag search and you found us. But what I found is that word of mouth uh, is the most powerful because when someone comes in from social and they have a great experience, they tell five friends, yes. they tell their grandmother, they tell their aunt who didn't see right. your ad. Right. So, um, and then if they don't have a good experience, you paid all that money into an ad or don't even get me started on influencers, which right. is a black hole. Um, because you just don't know, right? It's just like, I don't know the de- demographics of your followers. So that's a whole nother right. discussion. But I think word of mouth is the po- is most powerful, which goes back to uh, really, really, really becoming a master at your craft because when they come in and their product is great, and you've given them a great experience, you have great retention, you have great decor, ambiance, all of that, that's what grows Very true. right? Not a million followers on Very Instagram. Um, and, I, and I think that people will be surprised that the amount of followers you can have and have a thriving business. I think people think you have to have way more than what you really need. Yeah, in, well. in fact, I know the first girl who started doing my lashes here in this area, she was uh, she was in Maryland, actually, but she I, I don't even know her Instagram. Like, to this day, I, mean, I don't go to her anymore just because mm-hmm. it's such a far distance for me to travel all the way up there now. But when I was closer to her, yeah, I never once knew any of her social media handles, nothing. Um, but her work right. was amazing, and she was always booked, you know, just one after the other. And um, But, you know, I, I understand the pressure I think that a lot especially newer artists feel and like the facade that can kind of um exist when you're looking at you want that you know like like who wouldn't want a lot of followers like it's not like it hurts but it's just don't right. take we have a limited amount of time to do everything in one day and if you're using part of it to try to you know up your lash artistry skills and the other part you're trying to learn about business don't stress because you don't have it because it won't mm-hmm. break you yeah. yeah for sure for sure I, I agree totally um, focus on more so than like hey how much money do I have to spend on an ad 
did I make sure that everyone that came to see me this week had an amazing yeah. experience? Like, do I feel like they're going to refer me to two more people? Or if someone asks them, like, oh, my gosh, your lash looks beautiful. Who did them? And, and they will say, go yes. to Tiffany. Like, you will not be disappointed. Like, that's going <laughs> to, that's what you want as opposed to killing yourself to spend money on Facebook or yes. Insta ads. Um, okay, so... What do you love most about your clients? Oh, wow. This is going to get, like, emotional. <laughs> um, I think our client... No. So when I was in beauty school, one of the things my teacher said that I'll never forget is don't ever worry. I mean, one of our uh, things that used to give us anxiety was what if, you know, when we start dealing with clients, people are mean or we have, like, crazy people who leave bad reviews and who hate, <laughs> you know, like, we just do crazy things in history. And she would tell us, you know, don't ever worry about having toxic clients you're going to attract what you are so if you find that all of your clients are crazy then you need to look in the mirror and um I have found that I guess to her you know that what she's saying is very true and most of my clients they're very sweet they're a lot like me um they're almost like an extension um they're almost like friends even though I do try to not blur that line too much um but it's hard because I'm mm-hmm. soft. So, <laughs> but yeah, that is. I've heard. Yeah, you 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 have to keep that line a little bit. But friends, clients, it's natural. Friends. I mean, after so yeah. many years, and, and, yeah. and the thing is, there's so many people who do what we do, right? Like, there's so many hairstylists, so many lash artists, so many nail techs. You do need to make them a, a friend or be friendly because that's really at a certain point. I, I do believe that they continue to come based off of something more than the lashes because at yeah, at some point, yeah. like the convenience factor goes away. Like they might move, they might, who knows, they might lose a job, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reason why they're going to make you a priority is because of how you make them feel. And um, yeah, when they think of going to Tiffany for lashes or going to a lash life, a good, a good exactly. time comes over them and it's like, I'm going to press my way and go there. You know, we have clients that travel yep. 45, 50 minutes to come yeah. see us, you know. Um, and, and for me with the with the clients, like, you know, so many amazing women, like just sitting there at our front desk and throughout the day and the women that come in and the stories of battling MS yeah. or or breast cancer, or growing up in the foster care system, and then what happened, like, you know, just these amazing stories, and I, that that's one thing that I've come to appreciate about being in the business, is just meeting so many women that have overcome right. so much, um, and where they are, so it's just, it's been very empowering for me, um, to be able to see that, and um, to your point, Keeping the clients coming back is a it lot is. about connection, yeah. right? Um, because what she said, especially as we continue to, this this business is growing. We have more and more lash artists, more and more classes being offered. When we got into it, you know, several years ago, it wasn't as many artists available as there are now. So what's the difference, right? Um, you have a lot of people that do decent work. But the difference now is what's that connection that's going to make Absolutely. that client come back? Yeah. And I am, even myself, like when I get, when I do get my lashes done, um, I have a friend who does lashes. And one time she was like, you know, I don't, you don't have to come to me because she didn't want to feel like she was 
you know, like I'd be feeling guilty if I wanted to try somebody else in the area. And I was like, no, like I just, I okay. want to talk to you. I want, it's the whole thing. It's the fact that you have like, you know, <laughs> that you asked me about, yeah. how are you doing? How are your kids? You know, whatever. And the uh, other mm-hmm. girls who might do, uh, you know, mega volume or they might be certified in things you're not certified in or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's about, it's more for me. Um, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I also love, I know with, mm-hmm. while having my lash business, I, um, I actually lost my dad a few years ago and wow. dealing with loss, like everyone in your own family might deal with it differently. But again, because my clients, like a lot of their energy is very similar to mine and um, many of them are very compassionate, um, but also introverts. Mm-hmm. So they understand, you know, people who might not want to just always share or, or whatever, they just understood like they when they came they were very um you know like hey if you need to cancel the appointment they didn't question me or pressure me about taking time off you know they came with gifts or little Mm -hmm. even little things like um a lot of them bought me like I love to write like journals and they they know what I like I know what they like you know so it was it was almost like having like wow when they come it's therapy for them but then when I needed it they returned that favor and yeah really wow. yeah that's was, beautiful yeah my clients really, really, really cheered really me up yeah. during um and even to this day I still get really sad about you know losing my father or whatever but when it meet when it happened initially um I don't know what I would have did without a lot of them to be honest yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and it's so true like they become clients yes. become like family <laughs> you know um, and, and when you needed them, you know, who, who knew that you were going at, going into the business to, to help women feel better about themselves that ended up, you know, being a blessing for you and, um, a ray of light for you. So, and, and that's how Absolutely. the world works. You know, generally when you go and do something good for someone else, you, you end up being made to feel better yourself yes. or, um, you know you charity work and things like that so yeah that's that's really great to hear and I and I'm and I hope that our listeners or ladies that are looking to get into the lash business can see all of the other benefits from it just besides the monetary and um the relationships like life is so much about relationships and as an artist you have the opportunity to really have meaningful connections with a lot of women and you just never know where that'll take you, you know. So while we're on that page for artists that are coming in, um, we touched on it a little bit earlier. But if you could just reiterate or one other piece of advice you would give to someone who's just starting out. So, def- so don't give up. Um, that's the first thing. Do not give up because you're taking on a lot, especially if you're doing this as your own business and you're not going to be working for, you know, a swan owner. Um focus on your craft and learn just as much about business and also about how to connect with people and, you know, um, marketing as you do about the lashes because they go hand in hand. Learn about marketing just as much as last. Yes, I agree. And then Tiffany, just to round us out, I really, really appreciate you um, joining us for the pretty powerful podcast. And so, um, 
one last question, and this is geared more towards you. Where do you see yourself in three so, years? So I've been working on a product line. I actually launched it last year. It's still new. And um, everything that's going on with, uh, you know, coronavirus and everything, I know everything's very slow for um, most of us out there. But um, I've been taking this time to really um, perfect that brand and you know okay testing products um learning as much as i can about e-commerce and about online marketing i've really become fascinated even more so with the business side of things and i think there's so much opportunity um when it comes to product distribution in the eyelash world um because they're we're still very Mm -hmm. new so um I have a, you know, my brand is called Level Up Lash and it's on Instagram level up at Level okay. Up Lash Pro. And I basically am just mm-hmm. on a mission to help um, elevate lash businesses all over. And I think um, better products lead to better lashing. But um, yeah, and it doesn't have Absolutely. to be hard. I, I think um, especially as you learn, uh, you know, different, more advanced techniques, if you're not using quality products or products that could help you lash with ease, it, you actually think you're a bad artist when in actuality the products just aren't good products so um that's been right my, right yeah like the sure. driving force behind me doing this and um it's an educational brand I do want to give away as much information as I can on how to use um products that I think sometimes in our industry we don't want to share and I'm very much an abundance mindset so I try to share not only mm-hmm. in my business mm-hmm. knowledge, but just um, knowledge about the craft as well. So that's, Absolutely. yeah, that's what I have going on Absolutely. right now. And, and in a few years, I really see myself, um, you know, being successful with, with my line and being able to help as many artists as I can, because this industry has mm-hmm. been good to me. So I would love to help somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Along the way. Or do you see yourself continuing to lash? Or are you are you thinking of doing I, your product I'll line? I probably still lash my old faithfuls, but lashing does, I guess another <laughs> um right. No yeah, new friends. Not, you know what it is though? Is that like <laughs> this is probably a reality that um I don't want to say it's it's negative, but it's just a reality. Lashing is way more intensive. And I think that's another thing that people who want to enter the industry need to understand like we might look like we're just sitting there but you have to be in good shape keep your body right your back your neck yeah your eyesight and you know after seven years of doing it it can take a toll even on the the healthiest person so for me I am trying to get um I'm trying to go to the next right right I'm trying to go to the next level but I'm also trying to preserve my own old bones so (laughs) (laughs) preserve your health along the way absolutely well tiffany we will end there we i appreciate you appreciate you so much yeah no worries no worries we love to spread the joy of lashing and more importantly just information um to our women on pretty powerful we are empowering women through beauty and business um, and so lashing, being a lash entrepreneur Absolutely. taps into both, right? I'm making women feel beautiful through lashing, but also using that same area to provide um, financial freedom for you and your family um, and the flexibility as a mom. So if you are listening and you are thinking about becoming a lash artist and you're a mom, you need the flexibility, you don't want to do a nine to five anymore, seriously consider lashing 
um, working on your terms and doing something that um, is meaningful, meaningful work. So thanks, Tiffany, again. And we will see everyone soon Thank on the next session. Thank you. And good luck. Be powerful. Bye. All right. Thanks so much.